0: Eric Morrow, Seattle Mariners baseball. Everybody, let's get started. is back on base hit to it. Hello and welcome to Casuals Corner, the show by fans for fans. I'm here with Tyler Matsumoto. How you doing, Tyler? I am fantastic today. How are you? It's so good to talk to you. You know, I got a text from you. Uh, this afternoon, and Indy's in on this too. Our producer and uh, I know you were excited about this win, and why not? I mean, uh, get sending the Red Sox home with uh, the tail between their legs today. Seattle Mariners baseball. Tell me about it.
1: Well, for starters, uh, as you two know, but maybe a lot of people that are listening might not. I'm a UPS driver, and there's nothing better than having day baseball while I'm on my deliveries. And it was looking a little bit bleak for most of this game. Then all of a sudden, a late surge from our offense, a great job by the bullpen to close the door. And you had one excited delivery, man, this afternoon.
0: And why not be? I mean, it was a great win. Um, the type of day I had was I watched six innings of it, of scoreless uh baseball by the Mariners and then a a good friend came over and I started seeing people run around the bases and I started seeing the score go up and I was going hallelujah we're gonna win this series I think that's four series in a row am I right on that
1: yeah uh except for the opening series after the break we've won every one and that's why we pushed ourselves into
0: contention how many games – do you have your stats out for me? Um How many games are we back of the Red Sox now?
1: We are three and a half be- – Toronto was in the last wild card spot. We are three and a half back in the wild card and six back in the AL West. So obviously our odds are better in the wild card right now. But at six games, there's no reason to say – Like Jay Beaner would say, we're not going to give up uh, on the division yet, but the wild card obviously seems like a safer play right
0: now. Well, the wild card just means you have to play one more short series.
1: I just wanted to start by saying that Cal Raleigh seems to get home runs in some of the most crucial moments. There's no way to quantify how or when a player is going to be clutched but he sure seems to have that gene with that two-run homer when we were really struggling, no runs through six innings. And then I also want to give a giant shout-out to Gino Suarez and Tom Murphy are hitting the snot out of the ball right now, carrying this offense, and you always need others to step up, and we really, really needed them both.
0: Yeah, and you don't really know if these guys are going to step up because they take two-thirds of the season just to warm up. And it was the same thing with Cal last year. Um, But then come down to the playoffs, here he is uh, launching, launching bombs. So these guys are stepping up. We're lucky to have Murphy, who's a very adequate catcher. Some teams have no catching. And you have to have two catchers, guys. You have to. One guy cannot do this altogether. A lot of teams have one good catcher and one scrub. We have two good catchers, uh, both who are hitting right now, right, Tyler?
1: Yeah, it's it's just great to see, too. Today, we went with uh, both in the starting lineup. A lot of baseball people and fans would say it's risky to start both of your catchers. But we're at a point in the season where we're going to have to start taking that risk a little more. If they're two of the best hitters on the team, they got to be in there. And if one of them gets hurt, then so be it. That happens in sports. We can't play afraid at this point. We have ground to make up. And when these guys are both rocking and rolling, they should probably be out there. The good thing is once we get it back, We might have some more options to not feel so pressed to play both catchers in the game, but man, it feels, you said it, it feels so good to know you have two studs behind the plate.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just a luxury. It's just an absolute luxury. Um, How about the new kids? We've got, uh, well, well, let's talk about Cade Marlowe first. Um, He's a new kid from our system. The guy looks pretty good, man. I I don't think he's ever shaved, but he looks... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, these guys look so young, my goodness. Um, But uh, he looks really good. Obviously, it's a short sample. We can just only continue watching, but he's got speed. His defense has not been tested too dramatically. And the guy's hitting baseballs, too.
1: Yeah, another clutch hit for him today when we really needed it in a tough spot. For a guy just getting his feet wet in the bigs, he seems to have a pretty good idea of the strike zone, seems to know what he wants to do with the plate, and especially for a young player, if you have any concrete plan at all, that's awesome. He actually, you're right, the sample size is extremely small, But if he keeps playing like this, there's no reason that he can't push for one of the corner outfield spots. We've talked about this before. I love Teo. I love what he brings to the team. But I just don't see this team paying near $100 million for a player of that ability.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think – Tio's gonna go, but he's gonna help us till we till he finishes his contract. I guess. Um, you're right. When you start seeing exciting young players like this, this is the thing, folks. We're not thinking about what's going on in the minor leagues. We don't know all the inside info of what's going on in the minor leagues. So if if a trade is made, we might say, "Oh, Jerry, oh Scott, or whatever." Um, but it takes a while to figure out what we've got. And they know if we have a Cade Marlowe coming up, you know, they know some things we don't. So give them some slack there. Uh, The kids look good.
1: I agree. There's another thing that, you know, I love the analytics. I love the statistics of baseball. But there's always the human aspect of it. Cade Marlowe wasn't really tearing the cover off the ball. He was not putting up Taylor Trammell type of triple A numbers yet. He comes up and has been a solo contributor. You never really know how a guy is going to respond when he gets a shot on the big show.
0: Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, somebody has been on the stage quite a few times. Um, stage fright can be crippling for sure. And, uh, some guys deal with it and I've had my issues with it. Um, so it's it's tough to deal with, and that's why i i um I think about a guy like uh Kalanick, you know he's gonna turn it around his tools are so good um and you you kinda kind of feel like bad for him literally sta- stubbing his toe that's for sure
1: <laughs> yeah that's uh that's a moment he'll love to take back and he's going to have to come out and play ball right now when he does come back because there is some competition. Now let's talk about another player that we just acquired in a corner outfielder spot, and that's Dominique Canzone. I'm going to give a shout-out to my wife right now. Her family is all Ohio State Buckeyes fans, and this kid is a Buckeye as well. So I'm going to give a shout-out right there.
0: Are we talking trade
1: deadline? Just a little bit. I felt that was, uh, since I was talking about guys pushing Kellenic, this Canzone might be able to do the same thing. We'll talk about Steewald in a second. But Canzone has only had a cup of coffee in the big leagues. But check this out, what he's done in AAA this year. Before he got called up, he had a three fifty-four average in AAA a 1,065 OPS, and his career in the minors at 310 and a 933 OPS. One thing that I did hear was, as we know, Seawald was a really hot player on the trade block. There was many offers that teams were coming to the Mariners with. Dominique Canzone turned around for a base hit, Munoz 100 miles an hour, that had to have said something to the Mariners organization.
0: Yeah, the uh, second trade deadline in the last three years that have have gone that way, huh? Where we're uh, visiting the team and uh, we end up with one of their players. It's too bad Seawall had to come back to Seattle and turn around and go back to Arizona, but I guess <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe he has to do that anyhow. Uh, forget his uh, antacid or something. Um yeah the <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen you all know that um the Mariners traded for Mr. Canzone, and they traded for a young player named Bliss is that right? Yes
1: and I've done a little bit of homework on this fella. He's only 23 years old. So this season he was dominating Double A with a 358 average and over 1000 OPS. Now, he came up to AAA and in 62 plate appearances only hit 196. Big jump. The guy's only 23. He's a middle infielder, so he could possibly fill a dire need that we've been trying to figure out for a few years now. And they call him Baby Altuve. That might ring a little familiar to Mariners fans.
0: Yeah, I'm he's supposed to be very much like Altuve, um very fast, spark plugged kind of guy. I don't know much about his hitting yet, um, but we're gonna get into each one of these guys a little more. Um I just wanted to complete the trade and who is our third uh comeback for Mr. Seawald?
1: A fellow by the name of Josh Rojas, utility player, twenty nine. He is honestly kind of just a guy. In five seasons, he has a 3.1 war. So he really is basically barely an average major league player. But he can play nearly every position on the diamond. And he was okay at the play in 21 and 22. It just didn't come together for him this year for whatever reason. But he's a guy that in a pinch, we can play him anywhere. I would prefer to see Dillamore and Caballero primarily at second base over Rojas, just because I love the speed that both of those players bring to the table. But he—he's—he's he's fine. He's yeah. I would guess just looking at the three players, probably kind of the throw-in.
0: He's a throw-in, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, my understanding is free agent at the end of the year too. So. It doesn't carry much bat, but it allows us to do what uh, so many on the dark side demanded, uh, and that was to DFA Wong. And uh, sorry to see that guy go. I listened to an interview um, before the year, and he was just stoked to come to Seattle. um, And we're sorry that didn't work out, but it sure didn't. And if you don't produce, uh, we go down the road in baseball.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the truth. It's a tough business. He knows it. The one thing I'll say thank you for is even though he was atrocious at the dish this year, every teammate that he had said that he was always helping, he was always encouraging, he was being a good teammate, and that's all you can really ask for once cuz everyone knows it was no secret. You can't hit 160 in the big leagues.
0: No. Um although Rojas mate might (laughs) yeah uh poor rojas comes to the hardest hitting park uh in the country if if not maybe the one of two um and uh he's barely hitting 200 so we'll hear about him more and more i'm sure um so let's i want to kind of go through these guys in like like you wanted to but i just want to do it one at a time now that we've talked about the trade obviously uh paul seawald went to the Arizona Diamondbacks. These are the players we got back, and, and I know Tyler knows a lot about these guys. Go ahead and tell me about Canzone.
1: Well, like I said, 25-year-old uh, from Cleveland, Ohio, he has absolutely crushed it in the minors, especially this year in AAA. He's given every reason that he needs a legit opportunity in the big leagues. He's one of those guys that was never a highly, highly touted prospect. We both know that's not the end-all, be-all. Half the league, if not more, is made up of overlooked players who turn out to be studs. Now, is he going to be Michael Saunders, or is he going to be Christian Yelich? Somewhere in between, we'll find out. He does have speed. He is—you just look at the guy and can see he's an athlete. I'm just excited to— Give this guy a legit opportunity because he's just destroyed AAA to the point that you got to see what he can do
0: on the bigs. Here's another guy that uh, looks like he's never shaved in his life, um, and he's a huge kid. I mean, not huge, but he's a big kid, and he's got a lot to grow into. So does Marlo. Um And he, he slaps the ball pretty hard, right?
1: Yeah, if for anyone that might have been watching, it was last night's game. An effortless, effortless swing drove the ball to the wall and left center, which we know is extremely difficult to go opposite field gap at T-Mobile Park. We're just going to need to see how this guy develops. Obviously, a young player will see some ups and downs, but I think his potential is pretty, pretty vast.
0: Yeah, uh, that means pretty good, right? Yeah, uh,
1: just looking out ahead, I-, I could even see him possibly being an all-star if everything goes right. I know it's putting a lot of pressure on the guy, but there's a reason he w- that they traded for him.
0: Yeah, and we don't have to put pressure on him, but we can talk about the truth. And if the truth is a kid can play, then uh, that's great news. Uh, but like you said, that will play itself out. Marlo will play itself out. I've seen a lot of guys come up and uh, like Tremel or or that's the one on my mind right now that that get up here and 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 it just doesn't seem like they have what it takes to get over the hump. Um, I think Mike Ford is is falling back into that at, for our DH, and there's no reason we shouldn't be giving somebody else some at bats if Mike Ford is not hitting home runs all the time.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, and at this. At this juncture, we now, in my opinion, have three quality young options for corner outfield. And obviously with only two spots, maybe one can go to DH. I'm still a fan of uh, playing both our catchers in the same game. I might be timid. I might be afraid to do that lineup 20 games into the season. But we're in a playoff push. We're over a 100 games in. It's time to go for it. It really hurts to trade Paul Seawald. I'm not going to discount that at all. This trade is going to take a little time to see how it goes. Canzone is going to be the most instant impact, if he even does. Can I tell you a little bit of a comparison I made to myself about this Seawald trade for these three players? Absolutely. Okay. So with Seawall, like think of it like the stock market. He is a proven winning stock. He is going to make you money. But the the time of the great growth is about over and it's about to plateau a little bit and even start going downhill in a couple years. Now
0: we've seen yeah, sorry. We've seen that at the end of last year we seen Seawald struggling at, at times. Go ahead. And so
1: I would Rojas like I said, he's kind of just just a guy and that's fine. He's a utility player, can play anywhere. So if guys get hurt down the stretch, at least we have someone we can plug in there. But I would definitely say with this Canzone and Bliss, they are unproven cheap stocks with massive upside. They could make you rich, but they could also collapse and leave you broke. So so we'll see what happens. Seawald's a proven winner. You know what you're going to make. But he's plateaued and is honestly about to start going down the backside of his career. These two guys have massive upside. But like any unproven stock, unproven player, it can easily blow up in your face and leave you broke as well.
0: Hitting baseballs is hard. And uh, there's some great athletes who have failed to do that. Um, but these, these guys, look, the trade deadline happened. I was hoping for a blockbuster. We were told there would be no blockbuster, and, and there wasn't. It is what it is. Um, it's, I was kind of, how does getting rid of Paul Seawald help this team? We all get a little emotionally attached, some of us more than others, uh, to a player. But, you know, let's take a moment and see what we got back and give the the team a little bit of trust to hopefully they've got uh, at least a couple players and a throw in um, with MLB experience. It it doesn't look too bad if, if these players work out and I don't. Here's the thing, folks. We don't know what the team knows about the pitching staff. They may know that, hey, we've got this covered. It's no problem. We do hate to get rid of Paul, but it is a business. And we do need hitters is pretty much how we need to look at this, guys. And if this can zone can come in and get hits, well, we've won. And uh, that's what we need is some offense. We all know it. We can't hoard pitching And uh, you can't hoard pitching and not have a good offense, and you can't hoard bats like St. Louis is and not have the pitching look at St. Louis. They're in the worst division in baseball, or one of two, and uh, they've got a losing season, which— you know, is unacceptable for them, but they they've got it, and uh, you've got to have a balanced team. We've got to have young people in the system that can go in and and pay for our uh, expensive stars, because that's how the business works, right? Um, and one day, theoretically, if they play good enough and long enough, they'll cash in too. So we'll just see. That's my commentary on on the trade trade deadline. I think you owe it to the team at least a couple weeks to see what's happening uh they're young people i'm I'm telling you these guys don't even look like they shave they look like dylan moore's Uh, i get them mixed up with dylan moore sometimes but uh he seems to be able to hit the can zone i don't know about bliss i've just heard good things about him as far as uh um he's going to be a fun player to watch now does he have what it takes we don't know it's going to take a couple of years and and if you can't understand that folks and it's hard to understand baseball because these guys are not guaranteed. I mean, Mike Trout wasn't the first player picked. Um so anyhow, well excellent. Uh did you have any other uh things to talk about on the trade deadline?
1: Well, uh
0: were you disappointed by of- anything?
1: No, it's kind of what I expected. I was a little bit surprised about the Seawald trade. But the one thing we got to remember, the number one thing that this organization with Jerry, Scott, and the crew, the number one thing they've been good at is finding random good pitchers for the bullpen. And I can't emphasize it enough, Seawald was once one of them. Uh, on delivery on Monday evening, I had the radio pregame show on and they had a wonderful interview with Seawald. He was obviously disappointed that he got traded, but he was also extremely grateful because he knew that he was already planning on what his life after baseball would look like. And then the Mariners got him to throw that slider more often, changes the trajectory of his career. And he he made a really funny comment that he never thought he would get traded for three players.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean that's quite an accomplishment. Um, well, God bless him. Look, that's what we're talking about, folks. You know, there's nothing wrong with our blue collar jobs. Um, they're great, and we're so happy to have them. But the difference between that and making 14 to 20 million for Paul Seawald uh is a life-changing event uh he's making four million this year uh he'll be second year or third year of arbitration next year which probably bring him up to six and then you know he's getting older so he'll be 35 or so by then um so it gives these guys a chance to cash in as i imagine so many players don't is that right tyler
1: Oh, especially in baseball, any, any pro sport for that matter. It's so hard to even make it to the top level, let alone be one of those players that gets one of the giant contracts. You're only in it for so long. So I'm rooting for Seawald in general. He gave the Mariners, he gave the fans everything he had for three seasons and so we should just wish him the best and hope he cashes out uh, as well as he can, and I'm happy that he at least got traded to a contender.
0: Yeah, so um, we can feel good about Paul Seawald, and uh, he's on his way to, a, uh, like you said, a contender, so we wish him well. Um, you know, I was hoping for a blockbuster trade there. I was uh, talking about Gorman and Newt Barr uh, for uh Gilbert, and then I seen a uh, an article, uh, what's called Redbird Express or something. It's about Cardinals. It's for Cardinals fan, and that was the first of three trade scenarios they had. Um, there they were talking to their fans like, "Hey, you know, you're gonna have to give up something to get something." I was hoping that trade was going to happen. I guess that's unrealistic, though, really, uh, the way the trade deadline is anymore. It's not an opportunity just to trade. It's more like I've got you right here where I want you, and uh, you're going to pay me top dollar. I guess that's the way the trade deadline's gone. What do you you say, Tyler?
1: Yeah, that, that makes some sense. It really does. There's another huge factor, and that's the third wildcard team. Once they implemented that third wildcard team, there are so many more teams that feel like they're in the race and legitimately are. The Mariners have had a disappointing year for the most part, and we're still right in the thick of it. So the options to go and find players on losing teams are just less available than they were before because the Mariners aren't the only team that wants to keep their fans interested Every team wants to. Nobody wants to give up on the season unless it's that much of a disappointing, disappointing year. So we, we just got to consider sometimes it's Econ 101, supply and demand. There is way more teams that are looking to improve and make the playoffs now with that extra wild card.
0: Hardly any good bats, good bats, hardly any great bats at all moved. Um, there were a few that were just average to above-average uh, bats moved. What do you know about that?
1: That's a good point, and that's the one reason I kind of defend going after a guy like Ken because at least he has upside. Would it have been nice to go get uh, Carlos Santana before he was traded? Yeah. Would it be nice to try and find another DH? but most of the guys that are available are barely better than a Mike Ford. So you might as well go for the future and the present and hope that one, a young guy like Canzone can pop quickly because he sure deserves a shot in the big.
0: Yeah, this, uh, this is a good looking kid. And, uh, you know, well, it remains to be seen. But if you're finding these kind of guys, they, they work cheap the first few years. So um, if you can keep finding young players, it allows you to really build a deep team. And we need to do that. And uh, we need to develop bats. So much that's difficult with baseball is that you have to wait and see. And, and this team has been so used to losing um seasons that it is tough to wait and see and it's it's tough to have debates with people who don't see things the way i do can zone we want you to do great and get kelnic back and uh rojas we want you to fill some spots for us and do a decent job and get that back going and then we'll wait to see what bliss has to offer us the seattle mariners are playing pretty good baseball ladies and gentlemen uh It's time to get on the bandwagon if you have fallen off and uh you know realize if you don't agree with the trade well it's not the end of the world um it's not that damaging for us to lose Paul Seawald as of yet so uh any ending comments you have for me uh Tyler
1: I just wanted to say how pumped up I am right now. This group of guys in that clubhouse has not given up on the season. It felt like the most mediocre team ever. We're only four games over 500 right now, so it's not like we're that much better than average. But my point is these guys haven't given up. The seawall trade really could hurt us, but in the end, I feel it was a risk worth taking In theory, you would always trade a 33-year-old reliever for a young stud hitter. Now, that's just in theory. If you traded for the wrong player, then it was a bad move. But in theory, it actually makes a lot of sense, especially if Munoz can prove that he has the metal, the grit, the bulldog mentality to close out the last three outs of the game like he did today. That guy breezed fire. You can feel the heat and the smoke tailing off the ball when he fires it in there. You can't even see the scenes.
0: Amazing. Yeah, you're right. And we've talked about this in our uh, first episode that we released uh, about, uh, you know, how Munoz is going to have to step up and and be tougher and meaner and nastier and he showed that today didn't he
1: yes he did and he gets a promotion in the bullpen so does Matt Brash with his seventh win out of the bullpen this year that's fantastic I know that he has been a little bit touched up but he literally has one of the worst batted batted in play batting averages in the entire league he has gotten extremely unlucky when guys make contact which is pretty rare when you're that nasty hopefully i mean it's not even hopefully guys are going to have to step up with seawald gone there's no question about that but this is pro sports guys get traded guys get released new guys get signed that's just kind of the nature of the beast
0: yeah, so you see the rest of the bullpen is pretty healthy. Again, ladies and gentlemen, we don't know what's down there. We don't know what prospect is ready to go and has nasty stuff. Uh, Seattle Mariners are bringing up guys that, unless you're really watching the minors, like a, a friend of mine I want to talk to soon is going to help us with the draft, Um you you don't know what's going on down there. I'm so focused on the uh, MLB team that I don't pay a lot of attention unless they're known. You know, we know about uh, Ford and stuff like that, but they're bringing up Cade Marlowe's. We're, I hear talk about a Class A. So there are kids on their way. Um, the bullpen, do you see it as being the Campbell, I guess, is a new player? And then who did we get? A Thornton? Thornton or somebody like that
1: and he had a critical outing last night I believe he ended up pitching one and a third put out a fire with two outs when he first came in shut the door for his other full inning he's actually pitched quite a bit in the big league so he has some experience and some guile I'm just pumped and guess who we get to face tomorrow night our favorite player. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, Shohei Ohtani tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, will be on the mound and uh, probably hitting home runs too. Um, but, you know, they haven't been playing the best teams well. They lost today to Atlanta by quite a few. Um, I think we have more talent than the Angels side. Let's go get three or four. I like
1: that. I like that. I feel Brian Brian Wu is going to step up tomorrow night. This young guy, this young fella, he got absolutely shelled in his first major league outing, but he's settled down and he's got the stuff. If he can just command the strike zone a little bit, he'll be fine.
0: We've got so much to talk about, Tyler. Uh, Did you have anything for us to learn today?
1: More of a joke. So in the small trade department, we traded A.J. Pollock, who was a big disappointment this year, and Mark Mathias to San Francisco for a player to be named later or cash considerations. And if you ask me for that trade, I would take the cash. Or when Brad Pitt was playing Billy Bean and Moneyball, he asked another GM to fill up our soda machine. (laughs)
0: yeah that absolutely Uh, absolutely so that's what you've learned today ladies and gentlemen with tyler's time here at the uh at the end of the show and uh i hope you've had a good time tyler i've had a wonderful time thank you i i
1: always enjoy this it is an absolute blast to talk about this team let, let's get it. It's it's go time. It is the stretch run. We're in the mix. Let's do it.
0: Let's go ahead and uh, push forward for the team, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, time will tell us soon whether the complaining needs to be done. I've got some complaining to do unless they can keep winning, and if they keep winning, then I'm not going to complain too much. So. Um, We'd like to see them put a run up. Even if they come a couple games short of the playoffs, I'm not going to lose my mind. We'd like to see them put up a fight. And uh, I I think a lot of people agree, at least us amateurs out there, uh, the smart ones. Uh, agree that uh, this team has more talent than like the Angels and probably like the Red Sox and possibly the Yankees, you know, all these teams in the AL East that are so bad and scary. Um, we can beat them probably easier than we can beat our own division sometimes. Uh, it's going to be a good ride, ladies and gentlemen, hang in there. If it doesn't go right, we can complain, but if it does, Let's cheer the team. Have a great night. Thank you for visiting Casuals Corner. Bye-bye.